Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Bulldog friends everywhere. Uh, yeah, we're the Maroon Mike. I'm your co-host, Colton Watson. I'm your other co-host, Lounge Dog. And we're back to review a baseball weekend that uh, could have gone better. Definitely could have gone better. Could have gone a lot worse, is how I like to think about it. I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna, but it, it if you're going to lose a series on the road, mind you, it's better to at least outscore your opponent while you do it, correct? That is, that is correct. I'm about to say it's positive. To, if you're going to lose a series, at least leave on a positive note. And win the Sunday game. If you're going to lose, outscore them and win the Sunday game, right? Yeah, I mean. I feel a lot better than we did ruining the Friday game against Tulane. Also by a huge margin. Yeah, I mean, against, this is actually against a qual a real high quality opponent. So I mean, and he had the opportunity. Of course, we'll get into that in a minute. But I mean, it was good to see some of the guys get going. I mean, the offense. I think the offense after that Friday no show they. They took they took it personally and showed up showed up at the plate Saturday and Sunday. They did, uh, and I guess you know Friday you kind of just you know tip your cap to the guy. We'll talk about that as we go on. But yeah, speaking of those hitters, yeah, let's do our hitting review. Got some new faces uh, that are pretty much for now seems like they're gonna stick to, stick in the lineup at least for a little while. Jess Davis had one of the only three hits on Friday. Was one for five with a walk on Saturday, two for five with three RBI on Sunday. Uh, that so he's four for fourteen on the week. I'll, I'll give him a big a B plus. That's a good leadoff. He was also, I think, for the most part, seeing a few pitches, especially against Jackson Cannon. You know, he was a five or six six pitch at bat when a lot of hitters were were being aggressive and jumping out early and flying out slash grounding out, uh, especially at the first base early in the count. He at least saw a couple pitches. Yeah, I mean he, I mean he, he had a he had a great Sunday. I mean, but I call that effective. I would say that's probably the best our leadoff spots done on a weekend all year. Right. I like to see him steal some more bases. Cam, yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say yeah. I was about to say we need to get that going a little more. I was about to say we don't, don't steal a lot of bases. We don't, we don't, um, and I'm a, when you're putting up 11 or 19 or 20 runs in the game, you know, I'm not going to complain, right? But you got that speed with him and Cam James, you know, I feel like what might as well use it, you know, just when the situation dictates, you know, don't steal when there's nobody out and you're there's only one runner on and early in the game, you know, something weird like that. Would have liked to see him steal against uh Tulane, um, in that last game, but that's neither here nor there, yeah. So Maybe I'm about to say no on the line. It's still depending on who's the catcher. Yeah. It, it all depends. Cam James is another ba- uh, base stealing threat. Did not have a hit on Friday, which most, as, as did, you know, was the case for most of our hitters. Was one for four with an RBI and a walk on Saturday. And he thought with all the hitting going on, you know, one hit for Cam, no hits on Friday. Was he in a slump? That is incorrect. Four for five with a walk and an RBI on Sunday. So he's five for nine, well above 500 on the weekend. A couple RBI, 
I, I can't complain about that hitting. I, I, I want the glove to be a little better, though. It's, we kind of got back to the old Cam James this weekend, and it all in all likelihood, I'm going to be completely honest, I don't like to blame things on players because there is multiple mistakes on Saturday that cost us that game. But if Cam cleans up one or two of those mistakes on Sunday – or, excuse me, on Saturday, that game probably goes a different direction. I mean, he catches that foul ball – they ended up scoring two, I think, two runs that inning. Yeah, that he stole. He's he had that that base hit that he stole from. It ended up being an infield single, but it probably would have been an out. But he moved over and just took it away from Jaeger, and threw at an awkward angle. You remember? Yeah, I remember that too. That ended up re- resulting in runs and another run. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think they called that an error, but they should have. Hunter Hunter Hines, we'll talk about him. Not his best weekend. You know, welcome to the SEC, Mr. Freshman. 0 for 4 on um, Sunday – or excuse me, on Friday. 1 for 5 with an RBI on Saturday. That's good. 1 for 3 with 4 RBI, of course. The monstrous home run there. Did have a, a walk in addition to that on Sunday. So, he's only 2 for 12 on the weekend, but 5 RBI. And when, the, when he got the hits, they were big hits. You know, he only had a couple – but they were very crucial. Yeah, I mean, I'd say his the two out, the two out hitting on Sunday was spectacular. So I mean, he 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 like you said, welcome to the SEC. They had a first when you have a first rounder going on Friday. You mean yeah, you're getting humbled pretty quickly. But he battled through it, came back on Sunday, really, and showed out. Indeed. Luke Hancock, somebody thought he might have been slumping. He was 0 for 4 on Friday, but 3 for 6 with an RBI on Saturday. Uh, I don't know if anybody, you know, tweeted about Luke Luke Hancock struggling before he had those three hits. But if they did, I bet they might feel kind of silly. He was well, 1 for 5. Well, you're, t- you're, you're talking to them. <laughs> He's one I was like, I just don't, I just didn't recall him the last, like, outside of like Friday against Princeton. I was like, it was like a few games slump, it felt like for Luke. I mean, his average probably isn't where he'd like it to be. I'll be honest. But the, as soon as you said that, he got all three of those hits after you said that. Well, I contributed my part to the victory. So you keep those Twitter fingers ready. Well, I always do. And then he was one for five, had two walks. I love the walks from Luke Hancock. Led the team in walks last year. Need some more of that from him. He's four for 11 on the weekend with just one RBI, but uh, two walks. That That's better than decent. He's got to have a B plus. Gave him a B plus. Hines is like a B minus. Cam an A at the plate and a B plus for Jess Davis as well. Uh, had four hits and a few more at bats than did Luke Hancock. But Jess Davis had more RBI. Logan Tanner. Logan Tanner is an interesting case. Just just a couple hits was actually the only one of the only guys not have have a hit or an RBI on the Sunday game that started. Was one for four on Friday, one of the few to have a hit on Friday, one for two with three walks on Saturday. Both of those are just fantastic, but 0 for 5 with two walks on Sundays. You know, so at least he's getting on base. He was on base seven times this weekend, but was odd that he didn't have a hit. I'm gonna, I'm being a little hard on him, but he's a, probably a C plus, and I think that's the last guy 
that really needs to pick it up uh, as we continue deeper in SEC play? Uh, I mean, the last guy you said you would talk to to say, hey, pick it up. Yeah, I think everybody's about – maybe Luke a little bit uh, is, is working on a little bit. Uh, I mean, Kellen Clark didn't have a ton of hits yeah. this weekend, but he had some production. But, I mean, yeah. you, could say, you could say Lane. Well, Lane, for his at-bats, he was one for two this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, – see, I remember – I think it was Saturday. I think Lane's I think, kind of a part-time player now. Uh, we're I'm about to say RJ is not only consistent and Phil are just going to keep flipping back and forth with Tanner and Lane. Yeah, I think RJ's done enough. And let's talk about RJ. One for three on Fridays, one of your only three hits. Two for five with four RBI, of course, the grand slam on Saturday. Three for six with five RBI, not to be outdone on, on Saturday. Uh, well, on Sunday, he came back with three for six with five RBI. So he's six for 14. Led the team with nine RBI this weekend. That's an A plus, and we we've needed him in a big way, and he's come through for us finally. Yeah, finally. I'm not saying Very hot yeah. right now. I'm saying it was a little worrisome at the beginning. Not gonna lie, but I think he's found his rhythm. And people, you know, get these players are showing you that, that what they what these coaches already know, and that you have to give them a little time. They'll figure it out. Kellum yeah. Carr was 0 for 2 on Friday, uh, 1 for 3. Did have an RBI and two walks on Saturday. 0 for 4, but a couple RBI and two walks on Sunday. And honestly, you know, 1 for 9 doesn't look good, but with three RBI and four walks to go with that, so he's on base five times. He's driving in run, runners even when he's not getting on base. Uh, kind of a weird week for him. Didn't get shelf power numbers like we thought he might, but C minus. I, I expect a little bit better, but if you're getting, he's drawing a lot of walks because he's seeing a lot of breaking balls. And what's encouraging for him is he's not chasing those breaking balls, and he's letting guys pitch around him if they if they feel like it. Basically, yeah. what I mean is he didn't have a lot of hits this weekend, but he probably wasn't seeing much to hit either. No, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, they they know not to not to mess around with Kelly, right? Brad Cumbus, 0 for 3 on Friday, but my goodness, 2 for 5 with an RBI. Of course, that was a solo home run on Saturday. 4 for 5 with another home run, 3 RBI on Sunday. He's 6 for 13 with 4 RBI. That's an A for me. Uh, I think he's he's really showing us what he can do as a full-time baseball player. And to be honest, his Friday, his Friday at-bats weren't bad. I mean, he hit the ball hard. The there right were a lot of hard hit. There are a lot of hard hit balls Friday that didn't find, didn't find green grass. Their outfield is pretty good. Their first baseman is very good. Left field foul balls three fifty. Yep, and their their first baseman was really good, and and he was jamming up your in your left handers and making getting hard ground balls to first base. But that dude was scooping them all up on Friday. Yeah, Tanner Leggett. 0 for 2 and 0 for 1 on Friday and Saturday, but 1 for 3, 2 RBI, and a, 2 walks on Sunday. So pretty much all his production was on Sunday. I think, that, I think he's doing good enough. He didn't have bad at-bats on Saturday either, uh, terribly. He was pinch hit for, I think, a couple times. But 
doing good enough. He had a he ripped the double that he ripped on Sunday. Uh, I'm glad, you know, kind of what we said a minute ago, Jaegers looks like he's locked in. It's really just shortstop is going to be kind of by committee. Got Lane Forsythe in there a little bit. You're going to have Taylor Leggett in there a little bit. Uh, thought I might see Lane pitch when we got up 20 to three, but didn't see it. Maybe next time. And that is the last player to talk about Lane. Lane was one for two, only two true at bats this weekend. But with that one for two, he did have an RBI and he did have a walk. And so I think, once again, his approach at the plate has gotten a lot better from what it was early in the year and what it was from last year. Mm, yeah. About to say, he probably, I mean, obviously, we got to get the, we got to start getting him hitting because, I mean, Let's see, batting like 140, something like that. I'm sorry. Lane is probably above 140 now. Take a look. I've got it right here. Lane is at 161. He has officially started less than half the game. Excuse me. Just right above half the games. Well... He did have a couple of blunders in the in the field. I, I, don't, I don't know if he's just – he's an outstanding fielder. I don't know how many outs he saved that uh, Tanner Leggett wouldn't have also made. He did have an error that was costly on Saturday, and it was very unlike him. He bobbled what could have been a double play ball, ended up having nobody out. It was really hurtful. Um, but I don't know – you know, not sure if he's doing – you know, we talked about last week – I'm getting lost – my loads my train of thought here. We talked about last week how you, you're transitioning from – you got middle infielders that all are not playing well enough to, to for anybody to pull away. Now they're kind of all playing well enough to where they're also not pulling away because they're all doing okay. I think Lane's approach has been better. At the plate, I think Tanner Leggett in the field has been better than, than he's been in years past. And, of course, R.J. Yeager has just ran away with it. So, I think it's an interesting – you still got that last position battle in left field for right now that's quite interesting. And they're still going to tinker with the lineup. I mean, I don't expect Jess Davis to start every single game for the rest of the year. I think there will be a couple of mix and match, maybe with some midweeks to try to figure some things out. But for the right now, you, you, you've kind of started to see the lineup settle except for – uh that one position you've got, you know, great, great offensive output, obviously all weekend long until you ran into like what looked like a future big leaguer on Friday who was throwing four pitches for strikes. But have they seen their, have they reached their fullest potential? I would say no. You're still looking for some of your big names to kind of get going a little bit more. And once that happens, dude, like this lineup could be very, very deadly, but it is starting to settle down. That's kind of what the purpose of my little rant here. Starting to get more – look more like what we might see towards the end of the season. You know, as long as that lineup starts to get settled when it gets down to crunch time, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, I'd say – I mean, I'd probably say about 80% of the lineup set going forward for the rest of the year. I mean – he said, you know, Lamar is going to take her around like during the midweek games and uh, move certain players, certain like just certain positions. And then 
tinkering, moving up and down the lineup. But I mean, I don't think it's going to be too totally different from what we've seen on the week, recent weekends. Right. Going on now to our pitcher flame ratings. We'll try to move through these quickly. Not as many to go through. Uh, we don't have a midweek game. First off, Preston Johnson, I gave him four flames this weekend. Six innings pitch, five hits, three runs, which three runs of six innings doesn't exactly inspire a ton of confidence. One walk and 10 Ks. But when he had runners in scoring position with nobody out and he went and struck out the side, that was almost a five-flame outing just by itself. His first inning was dominant. He, he again, was the, was the victim of some bad play in the field uh, for, at third base. He – his first run was a, that was allowed was an unearned run. Or, excuse me, the second run that was allowed was an unearned run. The first one was a solo home run. And uh, we just never got the bats going on Jackson Cannon to give him, give him any run support. It's so one of those unfortunate losses by him, but I thought he did fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, he looked like a Friday night guy out there. We just – he didn't get any runs report. Sometimes that happens, unfortunately. Right. And and maybe on the on at home against SEC competition to be a little bit better than on the road. Cam Tuller was your first pitcher out of the bullpen this weekend. Who would have thought? One plus inning pitched, no hits, no runs, two walks, two Ks. One of those walks was an intentional walk. Um, so I'm gonna give him just three flames for that one inning. At first, he was a had a four flame guy, but he came in in a really really tight situation. Uh, in the in the Saturday game, so he was a multi appearance guy this weekend. Had a walk and an intentional walk, so still jury's still out on him, but he is gaining more favor, I think, with both the fans and the coaching staff with his performances recently. I would agree, I would agree with that statement. Mikey Tepper came in afterwards, and my goodness, could not get an out. One hit, four runs, three walks. Of course, no strikeouts. He couldn't get an out. The is that rare, even a, is that is that even flame worth like no flame the rare no flame day it was it was a, it was ugly the rare no flame day Cole Cheatham had to come in and mop things up with one inning pitch two hits three runs no walks one strikeout a ball that's also a, a one flame day the three three runs allowed is just a little bit too much and I guess that's because the ball that means it. Uh, he just balked in one of Mikey Tepper's runners, but I guess if you if you balk him in, then it's not you, – you now inherited that run instead of the previous pitcher. He's only allowed two on two to get on base. But, yeah, that balk kind of sealed it for him. One flame from Cole Cheatham, and, and that was – he's a white flag guy. So, he's a freshman. He'll be better for it uh, in, from years to come. You know, we've already got another freshman left-handed that's doing a little bit better. Parker Stinnett came in, and we, again, a lot of people thought after Princeton, yep, here's your three starters. We're good to go. Our starters are solid. And I tried to tell everybody, look, we got to pump the brakes a little bit. Pitchers can be up and down. And Saturday was a very down start for uh, Parker Stinnett. Got off, started pretty solid, but ended up giving up two hits and eight walks in just three and two-thirds innings. Did get a couple strikeouts, uh, but four runs. That eventually spelled doom for him. Got the ERA up there. The walks were just killer. And, look, I will say there was a tiny, tiny strike zone on Saturday. I think both teams uh, experienced that on Saturday. But when you've got guys whose main – whose strikeout pitch, whose, whose 
main pitch that they work off of is their breaking ball, which includes Stinnett and Cone, that's going to be a problem. So feel feel bad for Parker. Uh, and the next guy, of course, Pico, too. But that's a one-flame day for Parker. I mean, he looked good for a couple innings, and then he just lost it. And, he, and it was a little thing. And uh, the tiny strike zone doesn't help, but but you got to be able to get through that. Okay. It's kind of just up and down with the mental aspect of Parker's game. Pico Khan came in, 1.2 innings pitch, two hits, two runs, two walks, 1K. That's another one-flame day. Um, was another case of, you know, wasn't helped out by his fielders. Wasn't helped out by the small strike zone, but one of his not, not as good outings. And because he's a freshman, you know, you give him a little bit of slack. But also, you know, if he was a three-year veteran and this was a bad outing, you'd say, okay, well, he'll be just as good for the for it the next time. But you kind of want to see some more strong outings to put a little bit more of your trust back into Pico. Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been one of our best arms out of the bullpen this year so far. So, I mean. Sometimes you're just going to have a bad day. It happens. Brandon Smith, three innings pitched, four hits, three runs, zero uh, based on balls, four strikeouts. Going to do the three flames for him despite the three runs. Um, he, again, a little bit of a tough luck there with the uh, – I, I think he was trying to just groove it too much because he is a sinker ball pitcher, so you, you have the tendency with a, as a sinker ball guy to kind of nibble. Gave up a home run. He kind of grooved one right at somebody that they took center, uh, dead center. But I thought Brandon Smith did have two really good innings before he kind of gave it up there in the third, in his third inning of work. But three flames for him. Jackson Fristow is our next guy. In total, he pitched one-plus innings, gave up just one hit, no walks, and three Ks. That one hit – I'm not going to get on to him for too much. That was not a good situation to be in. You know, he comes in with the bases loaded with one out. He's got to get a ground ball or a strikeout somewhere, and he gives up a hit. Not a, not a, just a – he wasn't – the ball wasn't murdered. It wasn't a 450-foot home run, just a simple simple single, but it was enough to lose the game. Uh, difficult circumstance for him to come into, but he came in on Sunday – with a big lead, albeit struck out the side without giving up a base runner. No walk for him, so I really like that. Just three flames for him. Of course, it was a brief amount of work, and it was a low-pressure situation where he did his best stuff, but it was encouraging. Cade Smith is next. Uh, six innings pitch, eight hits, which is a good bit. Three runs and two walks, but five Ks. I think, you know, six innings, three runs on Sunday, you'll absolutely take that. That's a, that's a solid three-flame day. He's looking like uh, him and Preston have really, really solidified their starting roles. And then finally, Brooks Auger, two innings pitch, did give up one walk, but two strikeouts and no hits or, or runs. That's a four-flame day. So we have two four-flamers in, 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 as our bookends. That's Preston and Brooks Auger. We have some three flamers, but we've got a, a stretch of several pitchers in a row with less than two flames. So that's not good. Um, that's going to be Tepper, Cheatham, Stanette, and Pico. Yeah, just not your best weekend for pitchers, not your best weekend for fielders. Pretty decent two, two or three days for hitters, though. 
I think, you know, on Friday you run into a stud, you're going to run into a stud sometimes on Friday that's got his best stuff and you just have a cheaper cap to him, especially when you don't have Landon Sims. I think the walks and errors killed you Saturday. I think if you have no the fewer walks or fewer errors, you win that game. If you have fewer of both, you probably win it by a lot. That was disappointing to see. It was uncharacteristic of our team. We were top 10 in fielding percentage coming in. No doubt that's gone away now. Uh, you just can't have that. You feel like one got away from you on Saturday. I mean, one thing one thing led to another, and it just couldn't, couldn't help ourselves. It's just it – Georgia didn't really win. It was like us literally giving them the game. It, it seemed every single inning we were doing something to shoot ourselves in the foot. Even at the plate a couple times, but mostly in the field and from, from a pitching standpoint. Uh, from a just watch, listening to Parker give up several walks in a row, when you couldn't get a guy in there fast enough. It was it was difficult. You had the you know the pitching chain. You had the coach's timeout to kind of give Pico some time to warm up. But you couldn't get him warmed up fast enough to prevent Parker from walking the bases loaded. That resulted in a run after you got the first two outs. That was difficult, and I hated to see that. Uh, for not only for the team, but for Parker, I hated that for Parker. You know, Pico had trouble throwing strikes. Brandon Smith had trouble not uh, not throwing meatballs up there, but still did pretty good. Still trying to attack hitters. Did have some good strikeouts. And then that last uh, that last inning on Saturday was just brutal. Uh, you, you get you, the highs and the lows that make this game so amazing. You know, you get down by four runs, and then RJ ties it with one swing. You get down again, but Brad saves the day. You think there in the ninth you're going to have an ability to tack on more runs. You can't do it. You can't get the clutch hit there. And then the rest is history, right? But on Sunday, you got the clutch hit time and time again to the point where you were just pouring it on. It wasn't even clutch anymore. It was just baseball, right? Yeah. I was very excited on Sunday to come away with all those runs. I think this is the takeaway from Sunday and from this whole weekend, actually. It's all there. You're just going to have to cross your fingers and hope it can all be there at the same time. All right. I think the hitting is there, and you're going to get that more days than not. You might run into a buzz sauce once every once every once in a while. I don't know how many legit. You know, there's not a Jack Leiter, a Landon Sims, a Kumar Rocker, a Kevin Cops in this league right now. We we might discover soon. Kevin Cops wasn't Kevin Cops at this point last year. Let me tell you, I didn't. I wasn't familiar with who he was at this point last year. Not super. I knew who he was, but I just didn't realize he was, you know, a Golden Spice winner. So, but right now the hitting looks like it's going to be there, but can you just not repeat this fielding, these fielding errors, which again, uncharacteristic of the team, not only this year, but at the end of last year, also very uncharacteristic of the team. And we actually fielded a good clip all year last year with a few errors here and there that were frustrating. But the, this, the thing that's lingering, though, is the bullpen problem. The bullpen has good stretches. Pico has been able to do it in, in spurts. Bristow, we know he's got the stuff. To, can he get it together? Brandon Smith has ha- had it in spurts. Cam Tuller has had it in spurts. Parker Stinnett, maybe, in, maybe he's a starter, maybe he's a reliever, I don't know. He's had it. Brooks Auger, I think, has been really good. We didn't even see Drew Talley this weekend. I thought he's been really good. I think he's going to continue to develop. So the main thing is, all of it's been there, 
at some point or another, but can it all show up at once? And most importantly, I think your biggest concern, of course, is the bullpen. Can they figure something out? Who's coming out of that bullpen and overperforming from what we've seen so far? Um, where's, you know, that guy going to be that we're not ready for uh, down the stretch? Is it one of these guys that we've named? Is it somebody that hasn't pitched much? Does Jack Walker figure something out? I mean, guys, remember, you know, the guy for Virginia that com- completely frustrated us until Kellen Clark's home run had a no-hitter going to the seventh inning during the College World Series. He was terrible all year and then found it late late in the season was just unhittable. That's that that's not saying that's going to happen, but we kind of need that to happen right now, especially from a reliever. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll say someone's going to have to figure it out. I mean, it was good to see, like, Fristo get, gain a little confidence out of a positive outing. I hope so. I hope he can have another positive outing this week. Uh, to build on that confidence. And, and I, I can't complain about the hitting. I've already said it several times, but you tip your cap on Friday, you still hit some balls hard uh, that didn't find green grass. But that guy was was on his best stuff Friday. I, I think there's no doubt about that. And sometimes that's just the hand that you're dealt. The hitting, that component seems like it can be there. Will it be there consistently enough? to overcome some of your bullpen problems is the question. But really what I what I, my whole takeaway is you know you you know you can hit, but will you? You know you can pitch, especially from a starting situation, bullpen. There's some pieces there, but will you? And we know for a fact we can feel, we can feel the ball clean, we can make tough plays in the infield and in the outfield. We've seen it from Jess Davis, from Kellen Clark and Brad Cumbus in the outfield. We've seen it from all your but all four of your middle infielders from Cam James and from Luke Hancock digging some tough plays out there. But can they just do it all at once? Can they not have one of those three elements of the game just betray them enough times to start losing a lot of games and start having a a pretty poor season? That's the question there. We just need that to not any one of those things crap out on them because we know they can do all three. Bullpen is the real concern there. I thought our two-out hitting was really good that you mentioned. I think the biggest question from this weekend, where when or not from this weekend, but just in general, is when does Casey Hunt come back? You know, we saw a video of him dancing in the dugout, so he's got to be close. Does he get a couple innings tonight? You know, if we follow the the pathway from his uh, from previous years rehabs with injured pitchers, you know, Will Bednar was this way, uh, a couple other guys. He's going to get a, a brief stint in a midweek then maybe a brief stint on weekend, then maybe he can start to work his way back into the fold. But we need Casey Hunt back. And when he's back, this question I want to ask you, is he a starter, a reliever? Is he a midweek starter? What's his role once he gets here? I was I was thinking reliever because I think we got our rotation set. We just need a, we need arms. We need arms in the bullpen. Yeah, I think we need some arms. I can see you know, Stanette being a midweek starter, if he's a guy that can get you seven, eight innings, maybe not eight, but six, seven innings in a midweek to where you save every arm but one. So some teams do. You know, last year we were so deep pitching, we just threw everybody one inning at a time on a midweek, and then everybody was good to go on the weekend. I like that strategy best, but it's better than, you know, the next best thing after that is to have a solid midweek starter that you know isn't going to get into trouble and force you to dig into your pitching. Maybe Stanek or Casey Hunt, either one could be that guy. I could also see Casey Hunt as a reliever because you need him. 
I think another question I have is, you know, we've pulled Lane Forsythe out of the infield to come pitch this weekend before we saw – or this week against Binghamton, not this weekend, before we saw Andrew Walling one more time. Is he hurt? I feel like he's got to be. I, I haven't heard – I haven't heard anybody ask the question, but, I mean – I mean, I know he's had yeah. he's had some trouble pitching for control, but surely you'll let him throw before you pull an infielder out, right? I mean, we don't, if he is hurt, we don't know the severity of it. So, yeah. Well, that's about all we got um, for tonight. I know that we play Southern University with my good friend, is the first baseman for Southern University. Went to high school with him, so I'm excited for that game. Um, very important uh, time to kind of get another win under your belt, but also it should be a win, but also work some things out. I want to see, you know, Pico Cone is con is starting. I want to see what Pico does as a starter, see how that kind of uh, develops. I want to see if you, does Lane Forsyth throw again? Does Jackson Fristo throw again? I still want to see some things from Cam Tuller, see if he'll throw. I want to see Drew Talley. All, all, all those guys I just mentioned, I would like to see get a couple, an inning or two this weekend or excuse me, uh, tomorrow at the time of our recording it's tomorrow to kind of let me learn as much as I can about those guys. I want to learn about all four of those guys, uh, what they're kind of what they're made of, what they've got going, so what they've got going right now. Is there anything you have to add to that? All I got to say is show up to the dude this weekend. We got Bama. We got Bama. And uh, get ready. But in my opinion, we need to sweep this series. Right, a good good chance for a win this series. Uh, this is not one of the stronger teams in the league, and we need to show somebody that there's. We I think we need to show the SEC, show the country, and show ourselves that we might not have done as well as we would have liked at this point, but we are for certain a level above. You know, the Alabamas, the South Carolinas. Uh, they beat Texas, but the Auburns and the Missouris and the Kentuckys of the baseball world. Okay, and that's we have a great chance to show that we're we are not at that at that tier yet. Okay, we're somewhere in the middle between except behind, you know, the LSU's. I guess although they lost this weekend, the Arkansas's of this league, and we we still have a chance to be up around those guys. You know, notice that there's a team I didn't say. I'm not going to say it. I'll say I'll mention Tennessee as one of those upper echelon type of teams this year. Well, that's all we got for right now. Until next time, as always, swing your sword and hail state.